0: Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. Thank you for tuning in. Show of hands, y'all, how many of you engage in self-sabotage? For those of you raising your hand or nodding your head emphatically, this one's for you. Today, I'm gonna teach you six strategies to get you out of the vicious cycle of self-sabotage. You are welcome ahead of time. First, let's do a quick overview of what self-sabotage even is. It is any behavior, thought, emotion, action, anything that holds you back from getting what you consciously want. Now, you need to make note of consciously want, because self-sabotage is this conflict that exists between our conscious desires and goals and then the unconscious wants that show up as our self-limiting behaviors, and and there's also another tricky quality about about self-sabotage. It prevents you from reaching your goals but it also plays this part of a safety mechanism that protects you against disappointment. And so this essentially means your brain is protecting you from getting hurt by doing what it thinks is best. But this also keeps you stuck. This keeps you within the confines of your own comfort zone. So you can see how this is gonna interfere with you achieving your goals, going big, creating the success that you really want. And, and it's also worth noting the absurdity that this just is allowing disappointment ahead of time to avoid it on the back end. And and on this topic of, of sort of disappointment ahead of time, I wanna make note of like worthy fail versus escape fail. So a worthy fail is what, this is when we set a goal we identify these are all of the obstacles to achieving the goal. And, and then here are all of the strategies to address those obstacles. Here are all of the do goals. Here are all of the action steps that I need to make progress towards the goal. This So a worthy fail is we've done all of that work. We're taking the action. We're going for it. We're implementing the steps and we don't hit the target. That's a worthy fail. It's just a setback in route to the goal. And we don't stop there, right? We've talked about before on here, massive action. That is just continuing to take action until you get to the goal, right? And so we learn from this quote unquote failure with a worthy fail. We learn what doesn't work and then we pivot, we strategize and we keep moving forward. An escape fail on the other hand is when we take no action to avoid the discomfort of failure. So we fail ahead of time. We don't even try. And that right there, my friends, is all caps self-sabotage. Okay, now we're going to get a little interactive. I want you all to think about how you self-sabotage. So to get the creative juices flowing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share several ways that self-sabotage can show up. And I want you to really listen and tune in for which of these might apply to you. And just a little bit of um, just ahead of time, disclaimer, encouragement to just extend a little bit of grace and compassion. If I read these off and you're like, all of them, I do all of them. That's okay. First step is just information gathering. We want to see where our starting point is. So here are some ways that self-sabotage shows up. One is playing small staying invisible, even when you want more or you know you can do more, you play small, stay behind the scenes so that you don't get seen. You don't bring too much attention to yourself. Nobody will notice it when you fail if you're staying small in the background. Procrastination is another way we self-sabotage. Gossiping, complaining, overthinking and overanalyzing. Any of you familiar with the analysis paralysis? Getting into that loop of being paralyzed by choice and never taking action. Spending past your means. Maybe this is gambling, obsessive lottery play, etc. Engaging in toxic relationship dynamics. Or Coping mechanisms that we think are helping us with stress, things like shopping, drinking, gossiping, getting lost in endless social media scrolling, these things that we think are helping us, but they actually only leave us feeling good in the short term, but in the long term, we feel worse or shameful afterwards. Another self-sabotage action is, or inaction maybe, is not asking for help when you need it. Also taking on roles that allow you to feel loved. Things like caretaking roles or enabling that also that I'm always on call, I'm always the available, I'm always the yes person that in the end leaves you feeling resentful. Maybe you stay in a job that you hate that leaves you feeling less than or unworthy. Chronic comparison to others. Creating drama in personal relationships or at work overindulging in alcohol, drugs, or sex, opting out of self-care, people pleasing at the sacrifice of self, saying yes when you want to say no, and you all know, and here we talk about, if it's not an emphatic hell yes, then it's a no. Maybe you overschedule and then you're just busy all the time. You ignore or downplay your natural talent, skills, and gifts. Maybe you settle, stay in your comfort zone. Do what is easy rather than what is best for you, right? So one of the first steps in overcoming self-sabotage is to become aware of the patterns and how you are engaging in self-sabotage. So we've gone through the list. You're starting to get some ideas of, here are the ways this shows up in my life. And now before I go into the strategies to overcome, I wanna just spend a couple minutes to talk about why we self-sabotage. There are many reasons, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but a few are uh, limiting beliefs, right? We have these thoughts that we're not good enough, we're not worthy, we're not deserving of love, so we just sabotage ahead of time. Feeling undeserving of success and the whole imposter syndrome thing, Most so many people have it, so if you have it, like don't let that be the thing that stops you. Most people do, and they overcome it or keep working through it. Um, A a subconscious knowing that you're not living your purpose or passion. Also, low self-esteem. This is kind of related to that limiting beliefs. Lacking in belief in yourself. Also, we might self-sabotage because we are taking on goals that are imposed by others or we have some kind of pressure to conform or fit in rather than being truthful with ourselves, living from our honest, authentic, our Let me say that again. Honest or authentic goals drives motivations. Fears are also reasons that we self-sabotage. Fears of failure, change, rejection, fear of success, fear of the unknown, fear of not being accepted or loved. Right. So there's so there and and you can insert maybe you already know what are some reasons that you find yourself sabotaging. But now that we kind of know the what and the why, I want to talk about some strategies to step into self-growth rather than self-sabotage. Okay, so I'm going to talk about six here. So the first one is know your typical thinking patterns, Our personality and life experiences predispose us to certain dominant ways of thinking. And these can be biased in ways that are unhelpful in the majority of situations. So for example, people who are prone to anxiety tend to be hypervigilant to any sign of threat and they detect often then they're detecting threats where they're not really there. So this can show up by making problems seem bigger than they really are. So for example, maybe overreacting when any, anytime somebody asks you to do something, your brain is going to come in making it think it's, it's more difficult. It's more overwhelming than it actually is. So to manage these thinking biases, you have to do thought work to tune in and be aware of your own thinking. And this this is possible with some effort and reflection. Maybe you tend to worry that people are angry at you when this isn't really the case. Maybe you tend to um, impose your perfectionistic standards on others and it hurts your relationships. Or you tend to hesitate too much in making decisions. When you understand your thinking errors, you're able to correct for these and this will become easier and easier with practice to the point, not fully automatic maybe, but almost automatic with practice. And this is where on the, th- on, on the podcast I've mentioned before, this idea of thought downloads, taking time to get all of the noise in your head out on paper so that then you can, when you unload these thoughts or download these thoughts, you can start to notice, oh, here are where some of my thinking errors are, right? And you can catch onto it and correct for this. The second strategy I want to talk about, this one might feel a little touchy-feely, but it's super important. You have to get familiar. You have to get intimate with your fear because self-sabotage is really misdirected self-love, right? It's this fear of the unknown and the part that self-sabotages thinks that it's protecting you from danger, but really it's just keeping you from being happy, being fulfilled and successful, So saddle up, dig deep and ask yourself some questions. Ask yourself, what am I really afraid of? Why is that scary? And keep asking until you get to the root of what is holding holding you back. And there's kind of a rule out there, I don't remember where it came from, but asking sort of five whys, like keep going five whys deep, right? Like, what am I afraid of? Why is that scary? Why, why? Keep going and then ask, if that happened, right, you, you get to the why, like, oh, this can't happen because why is that my insecurities would be exposed or I will embarrass myself. I'll be humiliated. Whatever it is, get to that nugget and then ask yourself, if this happened, could I handle it? And then ask yourself, does that fear outweigh my desires? Typically, when we really face our fear for what it actually is and not the boogie monster that we've created in our mind, it usually ends up not being as scary as we anticipated. We realize that we can handle the worst case scenario. And in some cases, we've already lived our worst case scenario. So I want, I'll want i share a quick example of what getting intimate with your fear can look like. Uh, I had a client who was experiencing a lot of anxiety around an upcoming, ch- well, not and many upcoming changes at work. And he was having a lot of questions running through his mind that were fueling the anxiety and fear. And when we started breaking down each question and and exploring what the worst case scenario was in his mind, he was able to see what the fears were like that actually they were unfounded, right? And I'll I'll share one example of that is he he was having some fear around being incapable of leading his team through the change. So I asked, okay, well, what, what would capable look like to you? And his responses came quick and easy. He outlined pretty effortlessly exactly what being a capable leader in this situation would look like, what what capable meant to him. So after he listed it all out, I said, okay, can you do those things? And he responded just, it was a physical expression of relief, of re- well, release and relief. But you could see he sighed with relief and acknowledged, oh, yeah, this, this isn't so scary. I can absolutely do this. I am completely capable of navigating this and showing up as the leader I wanna be. And that right there is the value of getting intimate with fear. We tend to stop at the first hint of fear rather than leaning into it, rather than getting curious. Because when we do that, then we can identify all of the what ifs. I didn't list them all out. Let your brain go through the, the mental rumination and spin out of, all of the what-ifs, and then answer them. The what-ifs and the fear of fear are the smoke and mirrors. Be willing to, be get, to get beyond that so you can show yourself what you truly are capable of. Okay, the third strategy I wanna talk about in terms of overcoming self-sabotage is to stop complaining. No complaining and no excuses. Like This is like a new rule for life that you will have. Because think about what it, like, well, first of all, think about what does complaining and excuses, what what do those sound like for you? It might be like, this won't work. I can't do this. I'm too busy right now. I'm just not ready yet. I'm just not good enough. You have to interrupt this pattern to stop the self-sabotage. So no complaining. You don't get to complain to yourself, to your family, to your friends, to your colleagues. There's just no value in it. It, And also it's a waste of time. So often our self-sabotage sounds like I don't have time for that, right? But then we spend all of this time complaining and making excuses. So ask yourself, what could I be creating or doing with the time that I spent on complaining or making excuses? And then rather than focusing on the problem or the why not, start to ask yourself quality questions that will get you to the result you're going for. So asking things like, how is this for me? How is this opportunity exactly for me? How is this challenge made for me? What's the lesson in this? Like the ability to express gratitude for the lessons and experiences that show up allows for growth rather than getting stuck in sabotage. And then also ask yourself questions like, how can I use this as an opportunity for improvement? This will shift us from seeing struggles and challenges as overwhelming to seeing them as opportunities and these could be opportunities to learn, to grow, and to get familiar with the parts of you, the skills and the knowledge that you haven't historically used. To become aware of those pieces of you that you just haven't explored yet. So this can get really fun, which is another great question to ask. Ask your brain, how can I make this fun? How can I get the work done? How can I achieve my goal all while having fun? Posing questions to your brain allows it to just get busy answering the question from that way, rather than like, oh, how could I, how am I going to fail? How is this going to go wrong? Flip it all around. How is it for me? What is the lesson? How can I use this as an opportunity? How can I make this fun? Treat the process of change as an experiment. Be curious rather than condemning. And the goal is just to focus on exploring solutions and not get stuck in the complaint and excuses. Okay. I don't know if I said excuses twice. I meant to say exploring solutions. So you have to listen back to that and see (laughs) what I was trying to say was the goal of this is to focus on exploring solutions and not getting stuck in complaint and excuses. Okay. On to number four, stop saying, I don't know. It's just no longer now. This is another one of those rules. It's no longer allowed. I don't know is just your brain saying it's hard. But don't stop there. Keep exploring. To get from self-sabotage to self-growth, give yourself the benefit of the doubt. What if you did know? If you could guess, what would you say or do? What would the experts do in this situation? What would your mentor say? Allow yourself to think bigger and bolder. And the replacement for the knee-jerk thought of or words of I don't know is I'm figuring it out. Notice the difference between those two thoughts. Like actually pause the podcast right here. Tune into your body and say the phrase, I don't know. And notice how that feels. And then think, I'm figuring it out. Notice the difference between how those two phrases feel. I don't know has no movement or momentum. It's stuck. It's disempowering. But when you think I'm figuring it out, that's like leaning forward. It's like a forward movement energy. It's action oriented. And the fifth strategy to overcoming self-sabotage is already have an answer if you ask questions. Relying on other people to answer your questions can be very disempowering. And it's one way that we interfere with our growth and success. When we think we have to go to other people for solutions, we interfere with the opportunity to show ourselves what we're capable of. Like there is YouTube, y'all, there's Google. We've talked about this before. Like there, we have so much access to information. And when we try to hit the easy button, we are doing ourselves a disservice. So research, explore, test on your own first. Try for yourself first. And then notice like, what did you already find? Where did you get stuck? This will revolutionize how and who you are in your life, in your career and with your goals. And when you do ask a question, just give yourself the opportunity to answer it first. This helps prevent indulging in confusion and trying to tell yourself that you don't know what you're doing. All right, and the last step that I'll mention today is get to done. If You didn't work if you didn't produce something. Like how many of you let's be honest like think about your job whether you have a business or you ha- you're employed how many of you work more than 50, more than 40 hours whether it's 50 60 if how many of you work more than 40 hours if you are working more than 40 hours you're probably being sloppy and I say that with love <laughs> okay cuz i want you to think you're probably saying that you're working or you think that you're working but you're probably spinning or you're looking at your computer, or you're worrying, or you're spending time in overwhelm or confusion, or you're complaining, or you're thinking, I don't know. I want to offer you the idea that you can develop the skill of doing less better. Be focused. Be simple. Stop spending hours on things that don't matter and don't get you the results that you want. And this requires... Practicing constraint. Identify the three to five things that you want to get done. Do only those in their scheduled time block. And like you have to get away from the, the massive lists that you know you're never complete. And then you end up beating yourself up later, right? Practice constraint. Identify what you want to get done and get to done. This will get you out of that spiral of sabotage. Also allow B minus work. Perfection is the enemy of done, right? And Balance massive and passive action. So passive action is consuming. This is when we're we're watching informational videos or we're to, to learn how to do something or we're reading a book or listening to a podcast. Passive action doesn't create anything on the other side of it. So we wanna balance that out. For every hour you spend in passive action, spend an hour in massive action, which is creating something, right? And that could be like getting the dusting done, finish the budget for the project you're working on. And, and look, it doesn't have to be a one-to-one ratio. You get to decide, but just come up with a workable balance of massive action versus passive action so that you're not sabotaging yourself, getting stuck just taking information in and not doing anything with it. Have a result to show for your work. And sometimes the getting to done is means like just getting a yes or no. So many of us spend way too much time spinning in indecision get to a yes or no, they are equally valuable because both of them give you information and direction. Okay. So for those of you listening who struggle with self-sabotage, you now have six things you can implement to get on your path to self-growth rather than sabotage. And really quickly, those six things were get familiar with your thinking, get intimate with your fear, stop complaining and no excuses, Four is stop saying I don't know and replace it with I'm figuring it out. Five is already have an answer if you have a question. And then six was get to done. And if you are ready to self-sabotage, or no, if you're ready to stop self-sabotaging and you need a little support on the journey, feel free to contact me at jessicasmarrow.com. I will help you get started and get on your journey forward. Until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.